I had some time off work recently and I just needed to watch something in the daytime in the afternoon that was really nice and lovely. And I watched a film on Amazon called... Um... I want you back. It's called I want you back. <laughs> James, it's incredible. Wow. I mean, so good. I how do I describe this film? <laughs> I'm like a guy who's blagging his essay, you know? Yeah. <laughs> it's a, it's a this is, it hasn't read the book. Generating brain. <laughs> Sorry. It's called I Want You Back. You I, did have COVID. Jesus. Sorry. You talk yeah, about brain fog. Oh, my God. Sorry. Um, so there are oh, two yeah. Willow Smith songs. There are two Willow Smith songs that... I, yeah, I like. like, yeah, not with, not with my hair. Have you not meet me at our spot? You know how that one? I probably know if you come alive. Baby, 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 baby. Yeah, I also yeah, that one. TikTok, and yeah. there's one. There's another TikTok one which is like, um, wait a minute, I think I lost my consciousness in a sick dimension. Do you think his kids are now getting audited <clears throat> for all their like mishaps? Audited? Yeah, like uh, you know, like audited. Oh right. Going, everyone's going through going. Ooh. Oh. What, what the apple doesn't fall far from the tree yeah maybe uh, yeah. I saw Jaden Smith tweeted this is how we do <laughs> not, do, not do it <laughs> no, uh, this maybe. is how we do oh okay like, all caps this, this is, is how, how we, we do, do. okay alright well um, I'm, I'm kind of looking forward to one day like maybe I'm making a really big speech like maybe best man speech or just something where a lot of people I'm just hoping someone I'm just going to stop I, in the middle and go thank you D you know Denzel Washington <laughs> recently told me <laughs> yeah they just insert a quote when you do this big speech maybe yeah. at your wedding or something something of that I want to be the guy to come up <laughs> and just <laughs> knock the shit out of you <laughs> just never see you again never forgiven you yeah um, uh, for all that stuff I don't want to let's not talk about the thing enough has been said enough has been said about the thing we don't happened. even need to say what happened you know what happened and it happened um, yeah that was that was the the thing that was but we've we haven't we haven't recorded in a while because no. you went skiing I went skiing something I've never done right but I always imagine you skiing to have like the world is not enough suit that you know it's how I to the, the ball the <laughs> Electra, Electra, calm down. <laughs> I can't remember that. Calm She's down. Like, oh, I don't know, yeah. I don't know. Calm down. Calm Pierce, down. Pierce Brosnan. Yeah, I live to die another day. That's <laughs> he's terrible. Not, no, he's not that Irish. Yeah. Is he, is he, he, is, he is Irish. Is he doing an um, English, English accent yes. in that? Yeah. So yeah, the fact he, that I can't tell. It's, yeah, but Pierce, Mr. Starfire. It's <laughs> <laughs> my Mercedes Benz. <laughs> That's Sean Connery. Sean Connery, yeah. Anyway, but yeah, I, you went skiing. How was that? Yeah, it was great. Uh, I uh, I did feel like pretend I was James Bond for a lot of it because why not? But it's not yeah. in any way near as glamorous. I've never just dropped off on a helicopter <laughs> with, <laughs> with a supermodel. Turned up on a bus. Down, yeah, mean? it's like me telling my girlfriend, "It's okay, you can come down." No, come on, you, you, you got to turn there. Had she turn never skied there. before? No, she never skied. Before. Oh well, I mean, so well, so that was yeah. I don't think I, I've heard that the older you get, the less likely you're going to get into skiing. It's harder because as a kid, you have no fear, and you you just you, oh, you, you didn't you know fall. me as a kid. <laughs> I can imagine. <laughs> <laughs> Holding on to the on TikTok, lift. the kid who's no fun. He's like, guys, we gotta, you can't do that. No. You don't see him. He's like Kyle something. He's like, he's always the kid that's no fun. TikTok um, will never show you the stuff that you want to see. No. And I want to just give a huge, a huge thank you to the, to the two people that got in touch to say, 
Where's the episode this week? I know. Where are you? All two people. All two people <laughs> that were like, hey, what's going on? And, and, and then there's another guy who reached out saying that he wanted to ask us a question. Okay. And he was wondering how you do that. And he just DM'd us on Instagram. Yes. And I said, if you do have a question, he was like, is there a way we can have there is a feedback way. onto the show? And I was like, sure, why not? I've never really officially said it on the show. But if you do have hot take, yeah. news, opinion. Yes, feedback feedback calling us out for something we said and you disagree yes. with in a why, constructive way let's yeah, not be nasty if you want to say like the reason why george is a heartless bastard for not liking spider-man no way home please write in and <laughs> and, and, and and tell him off um yeah hello at pulpkitchenpodcast.com that's it that's yeah. our email you can dm us but send did us this guy send a question i don't think he has yet okay if you're that guy who messaged thank you send a question and we'll talk about it next and time. And we'll talk about it. I, I also, whilst we're we'll doing any it. other business, uh, a few weeks ago, we talked about Boiling Point. We gave our review. Yes. James and I both liked it. That we film did. is now on Netflix. It is. Uh, so it's open and accessible to many more people. Please go and see it. And let us know, let us know what you think. Yeah. Let us know your thoughts. It's a great thing that now many, many people have access to that film. Yes. Yeah. That film was, yeah, like criminally underseen. And uh, now it can hopefully be seen. I did see it had the little top 10 films in the UK That's on good. Netflix. So yeah. I guess the Stephen Graham pull is a big, you know, it's just a close-up of his face on Netflix. <laughs> yeah. looking. Just going like this. Yeah. Hey, two minutes, two yeah. minutes. Give me two minutes. All right, I'll do that. Yeah. Did you see that Jim Carrey is retiring? No. Broke my heart. No. I saw on TikTok this video doing press for Sonic 2, right? right yes. And the woman is like, Oh, what are you up to? And he says, "I think, I think I'm, I think I'm done." And he, and wow. he and I'll, I'll show you the clip. But he says this, right? Well, we need. I, I really like my quiet life, and I really love. Oh no, sorry, this is this isn't stop. Yeah, please from the beginning. Well, I'm retiring, but no. Uh, yeah, probably. Are you being serious, or are you screwing with me? I'm, I'm being fairly serious. Yeah. yeah. Really? Why? George is despairing. It depends if you know if if. Uh, the angels bring some sort of you know script that's you know written in gold ink that says to me that it's going to be really important for people to see i might i might continue down the road We're but crying. i'm taking a break yeah well we need I, I really like my quiet life and i really love putting paint on canvas and i really love uh, mm-hmm. my spiritual life and uh and uh i i i I, I feel like, and this is something you might never hear another celebrity say as long as time exists. Uh, I have enough. <sighs> I've done enough. I am enough. Wow. So. Wow, that's that's amazing. I saw that and I was just like, hey, like, oh, I love Jim Carrey. Just the way he talks about life and and. The way the way he yeah very spiritual is able to look at his career mm. on a huge macro scale. Um, yeah. But yeah, like I mean, you, if you're anyone who was listening, George's face was his George rocks, yeah, despair was, in his eyes, sadness. I, I love Jim Carrey. I, 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 I you know, Carrey. I I understand that he, you know, it's, it's kind of like I'm sure he's a flawed personality because he's got so many different dimensions to him, and he is so extroverted and interesting. But um, from when I was a kid, like I almost have, it's like, it's like this weird childhood connection with Jim Carrey. I remember yeah. just like seeing him on screen and it's just like bottled lightning. It's just, in the, and you know, it's been said before, I think Jerry Seinfeld said this. He said, if you, you take Jim Carrey out of the Jim Carrey films, those aren't films. Yes. He makes those films, but he is the catalyst. No one else could have done Ace Ventura. The Mask, Dumb and Dumber. Yes. No, Liar Liar. I mean, 
yeah, I remember watching those just just being so, and I remember like trying mimicking him in like the playground, and just because yeah. I really used to enjoy the sort of physical comedy, and everyone now loves you know the loves yeah the, of course Truman Show, it's a, um, a pop kitchen favorite. The Grinch is a public kitchen favorite, but Truman Show is one of my favorites. Same, and uh, I watch so many more films of, of in that. Even though I love Jim Carrey doing yeah, Jim Carrey yeah. thing, he is so good and versatile. It's, yeah. I love him even more in those kind of films because it really yeah. takes you by surprise at his range and his versatility. And Eternal Sunshine and the Spotless Mind as well. Yes, you see that? yes, so good. You know, I. Uh, we, I've kind of sensed this from Jim Carrey for a while now. I've noticed yeah. in the past ten years, he's kind of taken a step back, and I was very much aware of his studio because in that comedians and cars episode they go to yeah. his bed and he just loves the pain and he did that thing about oh i love color and what i always took from that is jim carrey is someone who is the yeah, bottled lightning mm. but i think he came to a point in his life and i think he's basically said this where he looked at the, the sort of the energy he had and was like if i don't take steps to you know evolve this and change my life it's going to tip me over in a bit of a way a bit like what happened to robin williams it's yes. like Clearly, having that kind of dynamic within you uh, is is as much a burden as it is a, like a talent, right? And I, I, what Jim Carrey's painting and his spirituality and his sort of like attitude that he's presented over the past like ten years, I think, is his steps to be to adjust and take care of himself in a way that he doesn't tip over the edge. So, um, yeah, he and he did that man on the. Um, the man on the moon but the uh the jim and andy documentary Amazing on their documentary, face. yeah and you know he does present this element that it does you know border on pretentiousness at times yeah. and like lofty thoughts but he's really trying to speak in in a different way to a lot of the celebrities like he said there he's 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 he, he's he's starting to look at um okay. he's starting to look at celebrity culture and his his role with it with a self-awareness that is really refreshing no one's been able to articulate what his specific experience is and mm. what likely other comedians experiences are better than than jim carrey yeah he's, he's so good at describing the way that he was a master of turning himself on mm. and he had yeah. all these different masks and faces and and, and mm. little abilities to change people and he's like well mm. it was this was in the documentary it's like if i could if i could if jim carrey could be all these different other things so easily then what is jim carrey yeah and there's one of my favorite quotes of his where he says i i really wish that everyone in the entire world could be rich and famous and successful and just so they could realize that that's not the answer huh. Huh. Like, i wish everyone could do that yeah because he he's he's such an interesting interesting case study because he's like meteoric rise you know in like 1994 he just yeah. like you know made millions of dollars in like three big hit films and Very he was like the last except for maybe will ferrell but i would say like he was the last big great comic actor to make loads of mo the comic movie yes. star you know the, the guy who was like bankable star and mm. that ran for like 15 carry movie exactly um it was that thing about how he he had these metrics when he was younger and you know a struggling comedian he said he had these metrics for what he would consider himself to be a success and it was writing himself a check for 10 million mm. and i think was it was it bruce almighty that film that he got i can't remember what film it was no it was it was in 1994 that he cashed oh, 1994. yeah what, no no what was it? no he wrote himself a check for a million dollars i think it was a million dollars right and then i think he cashed it it's on the internet but like, you know, he, he, whatever it was he yeah. achieved these metrics in his head yeah. and then it's like well what what now is success and i think he's he, he, he says he's doing really well and he doesn't have depression mm. even though he did and you know he's, he's clearly very spiritual there's, mm. another, there's another great quote which he said which is i used to think of myself as jim carrey experiencing the universe now i know that i'm the universe experiencing jim carrey wow. Oh, wow. which is such okay. a weird paradigm shift if you think about what place in the universe who are mm. we are we just vessels we are the universe yeah. I mean, we're getting really into it no, but it's I know. such an amazing clip to think that 
Oh, quote, sorry. Like you're you're not mm. you're not separated from this entire mm. bubble of life and, and, and the world that we call it. You're actually Mm. this person you're experiencing it through this person yeah that's what they, what like what a re- i mean yes i know i can hear people sort of like recoiling at quotes like that because they find it so like it is a bit, a bit pretentious but what a unique uh point of view we're not going to get that from like other people In the, jim carrey's experience has been quite rare and specific yeah. to the industry and his then point of view is really interesting you know and he carries just this sort of like cultural awareness and, and baggage like when he went on graham norton like two years ago to do sonic one right, right. again you're like jim carrey sonic, sonic really? which i heard is, is not something one i hear yeah but awful. sure but also you see this clips and like jim carrey's just in his zone doing his thing right yeah. but like when he comes on the show and he comes on last and everyone's already been on for a bit he's just like he's just naturally into he makes he talks to daniel kaluuya and he makes a joke to his co-star he's like a monk he's like at one yeah he's at one with himself but he's still able to effortlessly do do, do the comedy but also he is he has dialed it back and he tells this story about um when he was in, do you remember when that years ago, Hawaii got like everyone in Hawaii got a fake text from the US government yes, saying the missiles are coming? He was in Hawaii when that happened. And it said he had nine minutes to find cover. And he was like on the phone with his assistant when it happened. And he tells a story about how, like, actually an overwhelming sense of calm just like came over him. Wow. And it was like this very strange period where he thought that this is it, this is over. So, He's an interesting guy. Um, I'm really sad to see him go because he's a great performer and a great actor. I hope it's not and true. A great presence. He, he did say like, but unless then, there's then, a script that really takes me and it's it's like my calling to do it. I hope well, someone. Two things on that. The first thing is, in a way, I, I kind of hope it is true because it means he's at peace. So if he's if he's happy to step back and retire, I selfishly Gene, don't uh, like, like to be uh, another example. Do you, do you know Gene Hackman? Yeah, yeah. yeah. He he retired and mm. everyone missed him, but he was like, yeah, I'm, I'm done. I'm, I'm over now. Quentin Tarantino says he's going to retire after. Yeah. Right. Got one more film. Exactly. So this idea that, that there will be enough, it's not just an endless treadmill, but also that could, so, uh, he hasn't categorically said it's over. So with like the, I'm going to wait for a script to come through. That's great. It's a bit like McConaughey when he said, I'm not going to work for, for until I, until yes. I get a script that comes. And yeah. it took two years, but eventually they were like, Oh, could you do this? And they were like, mm. yeah, because you need to get people to rethink and catch up with where you are. Yeah, I think I think it was like twenty months or something. He didn't he didn't yeah. work for. He, yeah. he said he got an offer to do a film. He got sent through a script and he got offered eight and a half million. And he said, and he said no. Yeah. And then they came back yeah. and they said, okay, hold about ten and a half million. Yeah. He said no, thank you. Yeah. Twelve and a half. And he was like, oh no. And yeah. then they offered him fourteen point five million. And he was like, let me read that script again. But he, <laughs> he still said. He wasn't going to do it. And it worked like, out. And it just worked out very well. What's he, he's taken a bit of time off, hasn't he? Well, there's these rumors that he might be uh, run for governor of Texas. Oh, he's done a lot of philanthropy. He's a lot of uh, political stuff. Yeah, he? a lot of oh, philanthropy. He just stays acting. I but also he's like, he's like, sorry, Kerry, which is like, he... He, you know, he, I read his autobiography, by the way, which is oh, it's good. McConaughey's a bit like Carrie, which he has like loads of like aphorisms and like stuff that is quite pretentious. Some of it doesn't even mean anything. You're like, yeah. what is that? Loads of McConaughey. His Oscar speech but, is very like, I thank God, I thank my yeah. wife, I thank you, yeah. I thank all right. of you. But he's he's it comes from like a sincere belief in something outside of purely the work that he's doing. Mm. So the fact that like in the way that Carrie's painting, stepping back, McConaughey is doing philanthropy and maybe thinking about going into politics. Like, yeah, that's okay. Let people evolve and move on to other things. That's, yeah. that's fine. They don't know us anything. No. Yeah, Jim Carrey just saying, look, I, you're going to tell you what a lot of people will probably never say, but I am enough. Yeah. I have enough. What wonderful thing. Yeah. I'm done. Yeah. yeah. That's So I'm very sad if that is true. Um, we would... I, I mean, you've just thrown that on me, but I almost feel like we could literally do a deep dive and a, re- and a career retrospective. Uh, just if going I, through the whole career and, yeah. and all those crazy performances. and mm. Yeah, absolutely. Great. He will be missed. So we were just talking about 
Jim Carrey potentially yeah. retiring. We talked about retirement with um, like uh, Quentin Tarantino and possibly Matthew McConaughey. Mm. The big news this week was that sadly Bruce Willis has retired from acting yeah. due to a medical condition. What is the medical condition? I'll read it to you. Okay, so the medical condition that Bruce Willis uh, has, which made him retire, is aphasia. It's a neurological cognitive uh, disease that is, uh, I think, degenerative. Uh, They've broken it down to bullet points here on a BBC News article. It's when a person has difficulty with their language or speech, usually caused by brain damage like a stroke, um, hampers reading, listening, speaking, typing and writing. Uh, Speaking problems are the most common um, and also memory issues as well. And uh, the news was announced across a couple of platforms, including uh, Demi Moore's. Um, and he's taking time to, uh, you know, be with his family and work with this illness, which was really sad because, um, you know, f- for for the past few years, Bruce Willis has been like the butt of a lot of jokes because he's appeared really yep. grumpy and and done lots of like really cheap straight-to-video films, like five in a year. Yeah. Somehow and, straight to video in an era where there are no videos. Exactly, right? Straight to streaming, basically. Yeah. And now obviously everyone has realized they go, Oh, I see you were um you were working I you know, either to you know, get money to support yourself or um or even just to work in conditions that you know you that you could do to support your I mean there's 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 been Lots of people coming out, and obviously I don't know if they're verified, but saying like he was having an earpiece and having to have actors read lines to him right. because he was really struggling. But, I, you know, I digress. The sad thing is that a, a, a big movie star, you know, who, one of the classic movie stars of the past like 30 years is retiring. And yeah. it's very, I mean, for all intents and purposes, it seems like that's the last, we're never going to see another Bruce Willis performance. So I wanted to get your thoughts and then we can maybe talk about his films. It's like just talking about like this, which is obviously really sad, then like piggybacking off the Jim Carrey news as well. It's it's such a weird relationship for these people we don't know, but have been mm. like intrinsically part of our lives and pop culture, but like, yeah. far before our time. But mm. like you're so used to seeing these people pop in and out or do a film every few years. Mm. And then to know that all of a sudden, even though I don't interact with Bruce Willis every day, to know that that's gone. Yeah. It, well, I'm all of a sudden like, oh, like, he's not, I know he's not gone, but he's not going to be... Yeah, uh, in, I'm not going to have that one-way feed of Bruce Willis in the same mm. way ever again. It makes you really think, like, God, these 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 people do owe me nothing. I'm not. I'm not. I have no right to demand yeah. entertainment and yeah. presence from any of these people. But it's sad to hear. It is sad because you, I hope, there is I hope this, he is not able to, you know, work work with that and can yeah you know, find, find a way to be comfortable and healthy. He his there's an intimacy. That's what I think we're thinking of. There's an intimacy you develop with like. Uh, performers and even though you don't know them you go into a room and you watch you you form an emotional connection with them through the stories that they tell and, yeah. and the way they are presented and you know, bruce willis has been in a lot of films and um that it's like i remember when philip seymour hoffman died like uh, yeah even now i get like feel a bit sad but i yeah. i didn't i didn't know philip seymour hoffman no. but like you form such a connection, such a specific cinematic connection. You think you know them, yeah. the characters that they've done. There's an interesting, uh, there's a podcast I've listened to for well over 10 years. So there's a guy who I followed for over 10 years mm-hmm. and he's often talked about what it's like when he meets people who have been listening to him t- for 10 plus mm. years and the reaction that they have because he has been speaking to them in their ears yes. for over a decade. And these people feel like that person is their best friend. Yeah. And because he's heard so much about, this person's heard so much about their life and mm. they're so connected to him. And then, you know, this guy, meets these people and he's so you know honored Mm. that they find it they find him so nice to see him but he's like i 
I don't know you and you know so much about yes, me. And yeah. that's such a weird imbalance. Yes. You know, obviously, it's not a Hollywood film, but no, people I feel I like they can, they can hug him and be his best friend, yeah. which he doesn't mind because he's awesome. But it's like, what a weird dynamic for me to have talked mm. thousands of hours mm. every single week for 10 years. And then like, I've never met this person. Well, I was thinking about, you know, also happening, I think it was uh, yesterday was Kermode and Mayo's last show yes. on BBC. I'm sure yeah. they will continue that show. Sure. For, I'm reading between the lines elsewhere. But that's a similar thing like, I thought that would last forever. But it would last forever, and it, you know, it might do in another yes. form. But but I, especially when I was younger, listened to hours, and I've listened, I've spent so much time with Kermode and Mayo. Yeah, that I feel like I know them. I feel like uh, you, yeah, you have this connection with them, but they don't know me, and especially when it's audio based and it's so intimate. Yeah. Um, Anyway, I digress. So, so it's very sad, but I was wondering, let's, should we just go through Bruce Willis's filmography? Yes, And we please. can just look at, like, just talk about some of the films he's been in and and just look back on his career. So Bruce Willis was originally really a TV actor. He's mm. I, I remember seeing him. He's an extra in a, in a film called The Verdict, a Paul Newman film from 1982. He's just, like, in the courtroom. Then he was in a Miami Vice episode, which did him well. And then he got into doing Moon... big break? Well, on TV, it was a, a show called Moonlighting with Sybil Shepherd, which is like a kind of comedy drama. Did yeah. really well. He won. A, I think he won an Emmy for it. Okay. Um, and then he was basically a comic actor. Like he was doing um, some other like rom-coms at the time. And then he suddenly got the part of John McClane in Die Hard. Right, that was his yeah, break. Die yeah. Hard, right. And that obviously brought him into a new audience and people were able to reframe him. And had comedic elements to the role. Exactly, right? yeah. yeah. Glass? Who is the thing about glass? Yeah. And he's always like, you know, come over for Christmas, have a few yeah. drinks. Come out to the cars, we get together. I, uh, I watched the first half of Die Hard, Christmas, the Christmas just gone. Yeah. And I, I was like, because it was on the Sky Movies Christmas movies yeah, list, very controversially, but I do believe it's Christmas. Yeah, film. of course. Um, and I was just, I just flicked it on. I was like, this is still really good. Yes. And it's such an, it's such a great one to, even if you don't mm. finish it, just to watch 20 minutes of it yeah. as it's on TV. It's perfect for that it is it's it's so well engineered and like it's it, every time i watch die hard i think oh everything just clicks into the right place the great so polished well, yeah the lock in yeah it's yeah. it's been, yeah what's the phrase they said it's like cowboys and indians in the towering inferno that was like the yeah. that was the phrase they used about it um and yeah and he's that kind of witty because he's basically a bit of a grunt he's just this guy he's just in a vest top but he's new york cop who's yeah. oh, come on he's Trust got me. jet lag he's, but he's doing this for 12 years a little tricky with that accent Hans. Yeah, yeah. um and he's great, yeah, and, he, and he's got that charm. There is this kind of like Bruce Willis charm. Mm. So that was great. Yeah, and sorry. then that could have kicked him into a new phase of his career. Then he did, uh, I've never seen it, but he did this one called Look Who's Talking, where he voices a baby. That had John Travolta in it. Okay. John Travolta did a really nice post about Bruce Willis uh, following the news, yeah. Then he came out with Die Hard 2. Not so good. I don't think... I think, my, I think the more forgettable of the Die Hards. I think, I think most people were disappointed because it's... Well, I'm saying that. Well, put it this way. Five, the, 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 uh, the subtitle, you know, the, cap, the catchphrase, the caption is Die Harder. Yeah. Which just, just tells you the sort of level of intrigue and... and, and, and well, the thought right to it. Right, it's got to be more. Yeah. yeah. It's got to be so more, more terrorists. terrorists. Yeah. Bigger, what's bigger at airport? So, <laughs> Die Hard... <laughs> Die Hard. Yeah, like it. it's two AM. We gotta go. Go with it. Give that guy a raise. Yeah. So Die I don't think Die Hard Two is held up by many people as a thing. I think it's just kind of brushed over. Uh then they made a sequel to Look Who's Talking Too, and then he's in a couple of things. Then he was in Hudson Hawk, which is a really famous um 
box office bomb. I, I don't know if you've ever seen no, it. Not it's got Richie Grant. It's like a it's like a crime caper, like a fun um, a screwball comedy. Which even it was like a throwback to like a previous genre from years past. Um, didn't make a lot of money. Loads of people hated it, but like Mark Kerman saw it. He had a great time. So yeah. that's something there. Uh, then he was in Tony Scott's The Last Boy Scout, which I haven't seen, which was going to be quite interesting. Uh, then he's in a Robert Zemeckis film called Death Becomes, which I haven't seen as well. Again, really kind of like trying on different masks. There. Uh, some variations on action heroes, but some kind of, um, uh, you know, comedies as well. Okay, then he's in pu- then he's in Pulp Kit. <laughs> I do it every time. I can't. Say, I literally do not say the word Pulp Fiction anymore let's, without saying Pulp Kitchen. Let me it's do really it again. annoying. Then he's in Pulp Fiction yes. in 1994, which obviously, which and he's very famous now. Great yeah. character. Butch. Butch. When he's in the taxi cab and she says... There's that shot where he's just looking for... What is it? Like a three-minute shot where he's just being spoken to and he's just there like... Oh, when Marcellus is talking to him. Yeah, and he's just like... It's like very... One of the first Mm. scenes. Yeah, yeah. And when when he gets in the taxi cab and it's his episode of the the film and she's like, I heard it on the radio, you killed the man. And he's like taking off his gloves like, I come. Sorry, Floyd. Yeah. (laughs) He's just got that kind of slickness. Um... And so, obviously, big, big film for him. Then he's in a few more. And then he's in Die Hard with a Vengeance. Avengers. Die Hard 3, Die Hard with a Vengeance in 1995, which I wanted to talk about because I actually rewatched that. Yeah, you said, yeah. We were, um, we talked about it with the Batman, <laughs> yeah. which I still have yet to see, but I, there's this connection with like the idea that the villain is setting up traps and riddles for, yes. for the protagonist to solve. And I saw that Die Hard with a Vengeance is there, and I watched it, and... Die Hard with a Vengeance is the best Die Hard sequel. And the only yes. Die Hard films you ever need to see is Die Hard. And if you have to watch another one, Die Hard with a Vengeance, case closed. You do You've not need to see two. For this, yeah. You do not need to see two and you do not see four, five. And thank God that's the only ones, right? Yeah. The reason why Die Hard with a Vengeance is really good is that it's not, it was never written as a Die Hard film. Do you know that? It was originally a Lethal Weapon film. Oh, I didn't it, know that. So but that comes makes across. so much yes. sense when so you think about it. Originally, it was a spec script. I'm too old for this. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So originally, it was a spec script, right? Which is just written. It was like a generic uh, thriller about called Simon Says, and then it got kind of worked over. And yeah, it was going to be a Lethal Weapon film. And wow. then at like the last minute, I think they the studio like turned it down, and then another studio bought it, and they're like, "This is going to be Die Hard 3. I love that. And they and it was going to be Lawrence Fishburne, and then they put Samuel L. Jackson in it, and right. and then you have um, this this film because the, the, it's not. I'm trapped somewhere with terrorists, like the second one tried to do. It's not a lock-in, it's like a... It's a completely different thing. It's yeah. like, there's a villain, cause, it's all set in one day, yes. causing mayhem across the city, and for some reason he wants John McClane, and John McClane has to jump through these hoops. Great little... Pre- in a way, it's it's kind of similar Get mechanics. John McClane. Yeah, it's the very similar mechanics to the first one. And like, you've got a very simple concept that works yeah. well. It's like, okay, instead of being locked in a building, he's locked in a city. And instead of um, having to like... Um, go through the different floors and solve the problems and the, in the terrorist building. plot is, is, is tied to him. It's yes. personal. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So he has to go to the city. Anyway, um, it's a blast. It's solid. I really miss that kind of like 90s glossy action film that that film typifies. Like, you're like, this is such of its time. I've not seen it in so long, but I remember having such a good time with it. Yeah. And it's, I think, again, it's one of those things that was part of the VHS, mm. put it on the shelf era of yeah. a film you'd feel like watching a few times over. And like, mm. oh, I love Die, let's watch Die Hard 3. Mm. Like, or something you pop on TV and like enjoy jumping into. Yeah. And I don't mean that in a way that it's it's disposable or or just like le- it has less of a sense of place that, like other films do. I just think it... It captures that era of, of of cinema, probably writing and the way in which we approached action blockbusters completely differently. Yeah, it's. I want to say they don't make them like they used to. But. No, but it is. It's it's it balances like the efficient mechanics of an action thriller. Yeah. With the it's still shot on film, with the yeah. glossiness of the film and the way that you know New York is shot and. Um, 
I mean, that film at the time was one of the biggest grossing films of that year. Oh, was it? Yeah, yeah, yeah it was huge. And like, the idea now that like Die Hard 3 would be like mid-tier now. Yeah. Um, and it's interesting because you never, he was always a New York cop, but he was never doing his New York cop thing in the first one. Yeah. The second one's set in an airport. Yeah. It's very personal because he's got his, his, his ex-wife on the plane. And this one, it's like, yeah, it's John McClane. Yeah. He's, he's, is he retired? No, he's just at rock bottom. Just at rock bottom. Yeah, he's, like he's hungover. Yes. That's he's not like, oh, he's, he's nursing a hangover. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. can see it. And, um, and what, what's really clear, if you actually want to look at a deeper level, I, I, and I think kind of elevates the film as well if you want to look into it. So you've got on the surface you've got this really efficient, you know, mechanical plot. But underneath it, it really does well that kind of like um, the racial tension, very post LA riots, mid nineties yeah. racial tension. And um, the way that it writes Samuel L. Jackson's character in it and the way that Samuel L. Jackson's character questions things in the plot and brings like racial questions to the to the to the forefront is really smart and really and really engaging and um because there's a that's how their characters meet yeah and samuel jackson questions the role of the police there's a bit where samuel jackson is trying to do something and a policeman trigger happy policeman pulls out a gun straight away so yeah. put it down and um that is really um really interesting to see and really kind of heightens the film also looking at it now from i mean that was made in 95 so we're talking what 27 years whatever years later yeah it's really interesting watching that film in a post 9-11 context when it was made yes. pre-9-11. That film is all about terrorist events happening throughout New York in one day. You don't, you will not get a terrorist film about yeah. uh, something happening in New York yeah. all in one day that you just wouldn't get it's, that post It's uncomfortably accurate the way it was realized. There's a bit in it where there's a subway explosion and there's this huge, and loads of dust just comes out and you've got city goers just running around covered in dust and all yeah. this panic, and all this mayhem. And, I was like, this is weirdly, weirdly accurate. It's yeah. it's strange how pressing it was for that. So you've got on the one, so the racial uh, tension that it picks up on, and also like the pre nine eleven element, make it worth watching. It's it, Die Hard three is 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 you know what? It really ain't bad. Yeah, it's it's solid stuff. Anyway, on to more of Mr. McLean's work. McLean. Uh, then he's in Twelve Monkeys. Have you seen Twelve, Monkeys? Seen 12 Monkeys? So. Twelve Monkeys is that Terry Gilliam film, which is about time travel, where like it, mankind's been wiped out by a virus, and he's sent back in time to try and stop the virus from ever happening. And Brad Pitt is like the anarchist who has the virus, right. and it's it's not it's, it's it's an interesting. You should give it a watch. It got talked about a lot because Looper, which we'll talk about. I mean, yes. well, we can talk about it now because when Looper came out, everyone was like, "Oh, this is a bit like Twelve Monkeys. It's another oh, time I travel see. film yeah, yeah. with Bruce Willis in it." Um, it's not bad. It and also. Very 90s. It's got Bruce Willis. It's got Brad Pitt. Yeah. You know, early Brad Pitt, 1995. Oh, very early Brad Pitt. Mm. Um, Skinny Brad Pitt. Then you got The Fifth Element, which I've only seen once. I've seen once. Where he plays Corbin ago, Dallas. But yeah. It's, uh, what's, the, he, what's the name of that director again? Um, uh, it's Be Luke Besson. Luke Besson. Yeah. Who did um, most recently with... Um, Alita Battle Angel? No. Um, Valerian and the City of a Thousand oh, Planets God. or something yeah, like that. Oh, God. Yeah, he did that. do that. Um, New Year's. No, was he? Did he? I think he was just it, produced. That. Am I thinking of Ju uh, Jupiter Ascending? No, that was the Wachowskis. That was the Wachowskis. Yes, it was Wachowskis. Did you see? Oh, this was Luke Besson for um, Valerian. Yeah, yeah Valerian. Yeah, there was it was one. like because I remember it, that was marketed like from the visionary director of the Fifth Element. Yeah, it's like are we going all the way far like, <laughs> yeah, right yeah. back then to, to get the and credit also, for I, Valerian? I'm 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 not sure where the Fifth Element stands culturally. I know some people really like hold it up now as like yeah. a really good product. I know some people really just don't give it any regard. I think it might have been misjudged at the time, but. I, I can't, I've only I can't, seen, yeah, I can't I couldn't comment on it because it's been so... I barely remember it, but I know I've seen it on VHS. I remember there's a blue lady in it who gets shot and leaks blue goo. I remember Chris Tucker's in it. 
Gemma with the blonde thing, oh, looking like Mugatu. Yes, yes, yes. And Lee Evans is in it. There's a bit where Lee Evans, the what? comedian, is it? Yeah, Lee Evans, Lee Evans did a bit about. He's he in did something about, about Mary as well. Yeah, that's a yeah. He's and um, uh, Funny Bones is in as well. Do you not watch Mouse Hunt when you're a kid with Lee, Ev- yeah, Lee Evans yes, and Nathan yeah, Lane? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Hilarious. Oh God, I about that. Not sure if it'd be so funny long. now, but yeah. Um, and then he's in like you know The Jackal, Mercury Rising, Armageddon. Armageddon. They yeah, won. Michael Bay. Uh, yeah, that's Michael, Michael Bay. Bay. And also, like, that's it. That that especially when you look at the post, that's quintessential '90s blockbuster. Bruce Willis is the face of the movie. This yeah, is what I'm saying he's a, that classic. We've 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 lost a classic movie star. Yeah, I is Armageddon good now? If you watch it, I don't think so. I don't. I bet it's dated a lot. I think it's really it's quite also also as well. that has talking about pre 9/11 context. That has the Empire State Building. I'm pretty sure getting wiped out by a, a fireball, people yeah. falling. What year is Armageddon? 98. 98. Okay. So it's interesting just how filmmaking is. But also, sorry, on that 9-11 point, like films then co-opted the like, the visual language of 9-11 and, and then rendered that into films themselves. I'm thinking of Batman versus Superman. When you have that huge cloud of dust. He runs into the cloud of smoke, yeah. yeah. And also, um, even like um, in the Avengers, where it's like, oh, this is for New York. This is what happened in New York. The idea that there's some, some central trauma happened in New York. Yeah. And also, um, I saw a thing about Spielberg in War of the Worlds, like when Tom Cruise first runs and he gets back home, he's covered in dust. It was like one of the first... Yes. Like the idea of I remember yeah did you agree about to say something is that it no okay and then um, The Siege which I've never seen I know it's called Jen, Jen, uh, Denzel, Denzel Washington thank you D you know Denzel Washington was told <laughs> me a few minutes ago uh, I mean then he does a couple of other stuff like The Whole Nine Yards never saw he's in three episodes of Friends yes he is good in Friends so he seems to have like a good hit a couple of missed ones then he comes back with another hit Unbreakable uh, no, not seen Unbreakable. You not seen Unbreakable? No, no. You not seen it? Have you seen? You not seen Unbreakable? Did you see Glass? That was the new one. Yeah. No. Oh, good. I, yeah. No, you don't need to. I, I, yeah. yeah, you don't need to. I was um, thinking of doing that whole watch. I thought it'd be fun. And no, then I didn't hear no. Glass. It was good. No. It was really long as well. <sighs> yeah, just pointless. Yeah. Yeah. Don't no shame about the last. Movie. Unbreakable is. Uh, it was interesting. You yeah. know, Unbreakable is. It's, that's still in the interesting M Night Shyamalan phase. It's it's it's, it's not not worth your time. Best Amazon Shyamalan film is The Village. I need to rewatch that. People keep saying it's this because really at the good. time people hated it. Right, I need to add I that to my it list. Probably six years ago, and I was like, "God, this is good, and I'm enjoying it, and it's beautiful, and yeah. the acting, and Joaquin Phoenix is great." Yeah, and yeah. Adrian Brody's in it, and it's Bryce Dallas Howard. I think William you know, Hurt you know what? I remember, it, the, I remember what happens, but yeah, like, of course. The, the, when that film came out, the burden of its massive spoiler. Mm. Overshadowed the quality of the film. Yeah, the spoiler distracted from any merits that, well, that people talked had. about it. People talking about it. So, oh yeah, do you know what happens in yeah. in the village? And and that I think at the time that it came out, it was so it was such a yeah. huge part of pop culture. I don't think people were focusing yeah. on the film. I've seen people re- re- talk about it and say, oh, that film is so accurate. Talking about paranoia and the way, and basically like gaslighting the way yeah. people are made to think that no, you're um, there's something out there. Yeah. So I, I'm gonna. I, I'd, 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 I'd be up for rewatching it. Okay, then he uh, does a couple more. Uh, Sin City. I mean, yeah. I, I re- <laughs> Sin City is one of those films that people loved. I've I think, not I seen it trash. since the time it was came came out. I remember I downloaded it on LimeWire and was really looking oh, forward God. to watching it. And yeah, I, just, uh, I, 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 I enjoyed, enjoyed it at the time, but I've not seen it since it was out and mm. I don't think it's aged well. Also, I'm so sorry. I've completely skipped past one. Sorry, what year did Sin I've, City I've, come out? Uh, since it came out in 2005, I've completely 25. skipped 1999, The Sixth Sense. Ah, I mean, yeah, that's a good one of his. Again, another M. Night Shyamalan. Yep. We didn't talk about the what, first one. Yeah, the first um and that again 
It's a good film, but the sport, the spoiler of that movie, I think it's one of the Bigger most than... famous spoilers of all time. Most famous twists. Twists, yeah, yeah, sorry, twists. The most, I think people know now before they go into it. I mean, yeah. Um, I've not seen that in a really long time, but I remember I remember watching it and enjoying it. It was pretty scary. It was, I watched that. It was a scary film I watched young. So yeah. I have an extra sense of, uh, sort of reverence for it in my mind. Oh, that's a scary film. But I watched sure that when I was probably 12 and yeah. I didn't know the ending. Oh, great. And I oh, therefore, did I. I therefore really enjoyed it. Yeah, I, I didn't have because I, I didn't see. I thought that was oh, really smart, and we all quite liked it. I don't know how that holds up now, though. Yeah, it, when something's been talked about and referenced I so much. Yeah. Sorry for missing that one. Okay, what else? People things like Lucky Number Eleven. Yeah, I think I, I think I enjoyed that when I watched it, it I but I can't. I can you know, I don't think I can tell you much more about it. Uh, over the Hedge as the voice. Um, yeah, sure. Uh, Planet Terror, which was that Grindhouse thing they did. The Rodriguez one where Tarantino did the, de- you know, death, whatever. The death Drive? What's it called? Death. 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 Not death oh, my God. Death, I sound like uh, an 80 year old. What's the movie with the, the, the Kurt Russell? With the, the death, death, death Proof. Death, death Proof. proof. I was going to say Death Stroke. Then basically, the most notable one is then. 2007 Die Hard 4, not going to see it, don't want to see it. I have seen it, I saw it in cinema. Um, I don't think I hated it at the time, but it's it's very, um, the whole plot is it's like, the plot is it's like a hack and it's Wi-Fi and it's data no, and Justin Long just... is like the hacker Look, who he takes along for the ride. What I've always said about Die Hard 1 is that you could plausibly see John McClane being sat around a, a, a bar with his buddies in 10 years time being like, yeah, no, this thing happened to me and I was stuck in the building. Like, oh yeah, I heard about yeah, that. Yeah. that. Which the... The third so I can't one explain to you the plot to... of the fourth one because it's all techy and yeah, it's, it's like, it's, you know what it is? It's like, um, you know, when people make fun of how people hack in films, yeah. Yeah. it's loads of like typing yeah. on screen and no, windows popping you. up and no, that's what it you. is. Uh, then he made, now, now we get into like the, the kind of uh, where, you know, red. Yeah, he's taking a, a bit of a gear change. He's just sort of doing stuff that like surrogates, Cop oh, out. Surrogates is rough. Yeah. Cool concept, but rough film. Um, that's the one where like your your older body is in the cupboard. You have you, like you a surrogate the... body which is new, and it could be a different. It could be a different like male or female. It's like more successful, mm. and you take that out, and then your surrogate. Yeah. Um, cop out with Tracy. Didn't see it. Morgan. But I know the film. No. Uh, brief bit in the Expendables. Then Red. I Red is really. Um, do you want to change? That's no, fine. Red. Red. I thought was. Really poor. Oh, I think God. I watched it on so TV, boring. and uh, I think yes, boring wasn't really? it? And then they made a second one, Red Two. I mean, come on. Um, then there's things like, I mean, Catch Forty Four, Lay the Favorite, Moonrise Kingdom. I have not seen, but I've heard Bruce Willis is really, really good in really? Moonrise Kingdom. Yeah. I've heard that he he delivers like a really different side to him. Okay. The Expendables 2. Looper. Okay, you know I love Looper. And I, I got you to watch it last yeah, yeah, year. Yeah. I, I think Bruce Willis is really good in that, actually. Yeah, yeah, I think it's there's, great. A, there's a whole emotional arc that his character has. Much Joseph Gordon-Levitt spends that film basically being like, what? I don't understand. Huh? What's going on? Which is fine. No disrespect to Justin Gordon-Levitt, but yeah. that's what he's going to do. Um, but Bruce Willis is like there for a purpose. He's got a very sort of emotional reason um, that his character is there. I, 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 like, I like him in that. Yeah. Um, a Good Day to Die Hard. Didn't I'm, see I, it. Didn't see it. Don't want to see yeah. it. Just, it's just so far removed. From... Another terrible Die Hard title. Oh, God, yeah. Is Die Hard with a Vengeance a bad title? Because it is now, if you did it now, yes, but at the time, in the context of it being like with a a vengeance, it was originally being written as like a lethal weapon thing. I think it it does, I I prefer that to the other ones. Is it better than Die Harder? It's better than Die Harder. It's better than (laughs) Die Hard 4.0 because it was digital and techie. Oh, yeah, yeah. Which which in the America, in in America, in America was released as Die Hard, no, Live Free or Die Hard. Oh, 
God. I know. Awful. Um, free or die hard. I know. So then he was in G.I. Joe Retaliation. No. I didn't see it, George. Uh, in fact, yeah. I, I, all, none of this. Is the other one with The Rock. Yeah. Yeah. Red That two. was at the beginning of The Rock becoming the most like yeah. marketable, bankable yeah. star. Yeah. Because he he, they would put him in sequels and he would make the film work. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Red 2. Still waiting for San Andreas 2, by the way. <laughs> Sin City 2, you know. Oh, God, yeah. They did do a sequel and to then, Sin City. And then I have to say... There is basically nothing of note. There are loads of films, yeah, but nothing. He was in a Death Wish remake. He was in. He was in Glass. That, yeah. that thing. Yeah, yeah. No, and then that really brings us up to. I mean, he had like a couple of nothing films that I'd see basically he's been for. in a lot of films where you only need to shoot for like one day, right? Yeah, and, yeah. and you get a lot of money for it. So sadly, that's that's that that is sort of the trajectory of his career. But really, when people say, "Oh," Bruce Willis, most people remember from Die Hard. Is yeah. that a fair assessment? Is that fair? I think a fair assessment. And I think, you know, there's so many, there's so many, he's done quite a lot of different things. Yeah. Think about from Sixth Sense to Die Hard. Armageddon. To, to Armageddon. Solid cluster. Really good of, career. But also a solid cluster of like movies. Like, yeah. you know, proper like movie popcorn. movies, popcorn movies. Yeah. yeah. Solid. Like we said, Die Hard's fantastic. Engaging. Yeah, engaging. Sometimes kind of cerebral. Twelve Monkeys. You could Looper. pick. You could pick like three of those films and have a really good night in mm. of different types of good yeah. films and really just have a good time with them. A Bruce Willis. So he will be missed. He's definitely made his mark. And uh, yeah, he he had his, he has his place. He has his place in, in the in the canon of of cinema. So. Hopefully we'll see him again. Hopefully we'll see him again. But just wishing him all the best. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for listening to this episode of Pop Kitchen. We've got fresh episodes coming out every Wednesday. Don't forget, we've got plenty of new content coming out on the channel as well. And um, we please can... give this video, uh, if you're watching, a like and subscribe. It really does make a difference. And yep. if you're listening, please leave us a review. Send it to your friends. Follow us on TikTok. Follow us on Instagram. And contact us. DM us or email us if you have questions, answers, reviews, hot takes. We'd love to hear from you. Hello at pulpkitchenpodcast.com. Well done. See you next week. Bye.